0: Welcome to the Unreported World podcast. This week, Aidan Hartley is in Indonesia with young environmental activists who are battling to save endangered species such as orangutans and sea turtles from traders who see them as a lucrative product to sell.
1: The island of Borneo in Indonesia has one of the planet's last big forests. But every hour, an area the size of three football pitches is cut down. The reason is an agricultural product, palm oil. These dozens of trucks are extracting palm oil from the plantations. And all along the way, we can see what was forest um, being cleared, cut down and burned. Indonesia plans to double palm oil production by 2020, but not all Indonesians agree with this policy. Muhammad Ali is in a team of young local environmentalists. They want to save the forest and expose corruption. Most of all, they're trying to rescue the orangutan, which, because of the loss of habitat, is heading for extinction.
2: Uh, We're going to a rescue operation for illegally captivated orangutans kept by the local people as pets. The orangutans we confiscate can be submitted to a rehabilitation centre where they can learn to become wild and independent again, and eventually they could be released into the wild.
1: We've arrived in a Dalak village, right on the edge of one of these enormous palm plantations. We hear that the orangutans have been fleeing from the area of devastation and invading people's crops here. The village is home to the Dayaks, an indigenous tribe. The local chief explained how the loss of forest had brought people into conflict with orangutans.
2: Do
1: they kill orangutans? They just get rid of them. Ali's team tries to rescue every single orangutan baby they can because these creatures are now so rare.
2: There were three of them.
1: Three? So one of them died? Yes, one of them died.
2: There is a baby orangutan kept by a family here and the other two kept by other family within this village. Uh,
1: susu. It's illegal to have an orangutan in captivity, but the villagers had been keeping one as a pet. Right, it's extremely young. It's an infant.
2: <laughs> this
1: baby must be more than one year old, and he's very, very, very thin. Obviously, very malnourished. He looks like a, a pot-bellied, starving baby in a refugee camp. Um, clearly a lot smaller than he should be. And that's probably because the people that own him have been feeding him the wrong stuff. The baby was sick. Ali worried she might die. Orangutan numbers are in steep decline. Less than 50,000 of them survive in the world. But the farmer who had captured the baby said he thought orangutans were a nuisance. I just found this baby with its mother on a road near my house. I hit his mother with a stick until she died. Why did you do that? These orangutans keep coming onto our land.
2: They eat the bark off our rubber trees and the trees die. How are they getting into your plantation?
1: They're coming in from the road. Ali said other palm oil farmers see orangutans as vermin. Local people collect a $10 reward when they bring in an orangutan's head or a severed hand. Babies are butchered with their mothers. The few infants that are spared end up in cages or they're sold as pets in private zoos across Asia. They're in this very confined space they don't seem at all happy to see us or be where they are ali told us that when the orangutans grow bigger and more dangerous they're killed or sold to traders The loss of forest not only hurts the wildlife, the local people suffer too.
2: We used to live by fishing the river. When they cleared the land, the
1: river dried up. The local inhabitants are very clear about the effects of deforestation. They want the forest to remain intact because they can get everything that they need for their income from the forest. But this forest is being destroyed to make way for palm oil plantations. Villagers say land clearances have taken away their livelihoods and that now they're poorer than ever. What they showed us was an unfolding environmental disaster. I'm walking down what was a stream. You can see these boats have been left high and dry when the corporation came in and ripped down the forest, it also got rid of an entire river of which this was a tributary. So it's absolutely incredible the transformation that has taken place in the environment and the landscape. And it literally does look as if a tsunami has hit this landscape. We travelled with Ali and the rescued orangutans back to the rehabilitation centre for the animals. Here we met Hardy Toro, the head of the orangutan rescue team. Hardy had just saved an orphaned female named Mimo.
2: We want to help every orangutan uh, in trouble, but uh, the most important thing is uh, how to stop this. If we just rescue and rescue, it's just like uh, endless jobs, you know. We have to stop the deforestation itself.
1: He said the buyers of orangutans were rich Indonesians who think it's a status symbol to keep them as pets, or they're sold overseas to private buyers.
2: Hello. Hello. It is uh, actually profitable uh, business, yeah, if uh, you buy from a uh, poacher for plantation worker, it's only 25 until $50. And if smuggled to Thailand, it is about $25,000. Uh, $25,000 $25,
1: mm-hmm. for an animal that's been sold for 25 yeah, yeah. only mm-hmm. here. Very organised in Jakarta, yeah. Hardy said his work exposed corruption and criminal networks involved in the wildlife trade. Is your life at risk? Yeah, it's a risky job. Have you ever been threatened? Yes several times,
2: so that's why I hide my family in the village with my parents, yeah.
1: What Hardy did brought him into conflict with the authorities. He believed they weren't interested in saving orangutans. Their objective, he claimed, was to see more palm plantations established. The next day we received a call from Hardy. The police had summoned him for questioning.
2: Because of you evacuate one orang protected species, one orangutan from Warakaman yesterday, you have to come to our office at one o'clock for interrogation. Thank you.
1: And what do you think is going to happen to you? Do you think you're going to be prosecuted?
2: Uh, I hope so. It will be a very good story in the world,
1: yeah. What do you think the penalty would be?
2: Five years imprisonment, maybe.
1: This is activists in Indonesia trying to work against illegal activities, but then being punished for their work. We drove with Hardy to the police station. Hardy, do you have a lawyer? No. Why not? I
2: have no money to pay them.
1: This could be expensive, yeah? we dropped Hardy off in the centre of town. Good luck. Thank you. We've been told not to stop anywhere near the police station because Hardy is now afraid that we ourselves will be arrested. And it's worth remembering that this is all over an ape This creature, the orangutan, is a symbol of the struggle that is going on between conservationists campaigning for a stop to deforestation and decimation of wildlife and representatives of the government and big business. Hardy was detained by the police for a day and then released, but he was told he might still be prosecuted. We spoke to the forestry ministry. They said they are guarding rainforests from illegal cutting and protecting endangered species. They said if they obtain enough evidence, they will arrest and prosecute poachers or orangutan traders. Hundreds of animal species in Indonesia are on the brink of extinction and therefore protected by law. But most of these animals, we were told, were on sale in the capital, Jakarta. Posing as tourists, we went to the huge Jatinagara animal market. Animals are sold for pets or body parts to be used in Far Eastern medicine, and the trade is worth many millions. On sale were rare wild species, birds, reptiles, apes, and a small primate called the slow loris. This place is truly vast. In amongst the more common species like doves and buttery dars, you can see rare species, all kept in pretty horrible conditions. A lot of turtle species are endangered, but here they are, dozens of them being sold in the market. A lot of the animals here, you can see them already dying in the tanks where they're being sold. You can see that there are all sorts of very exotic species here, shouldn't really be sold commercially, and also certainly not in these conditions. We're looking for things that are more endangered. We know that they're here. What we're told is that they're kept behind. Look, there's some slow lorries. Slow lorries are in high demand, but before they're sold, traders pull out their sharp teeth. What are, what are they? They looked in a terrible state. Take any OK, all right. These birds of prey showed signs of distress. The animals were clearly traumatised. Some were tied up, others were dying of heat, squashed into cages. In Jakarta, we met another campaigner, 31-year-old Irma Hermawati. She's an investigator working to stop the illegal trade in wildlife. What do you think that the public opinion in Indonesia is at the moment about the environment?
0: I have to admit that the situation is not really good. The message has not been spread out to all the Indonesian people about how important it is to save the environment, especially the wildlife issue. It's like the fact that there are animals becoming extinct is not perceived as having a direct effect on people's lives.
1: In her work, Irma, a mother and a devout Muslim, has been threatened and beaten by wildlife traders. We joined her on her next investigation to the island of Bali. Millions of tourists visit Bali each year. It's also home to green turtles, an endangered species protected under Indonesian law. It's illegal to kill or trade in green turtles' body parts. Through Irma, we obtained footage that showed turtles being sacrificed in Hindu religious ceremonies. It's illegal, but it's been happening for centuries. Irma then took us to one turtle farm that openly admitted to supplying turtles for religious sacrifice. The conditions were appalling for animals that need to swim free in open seas. Quite large turtles are being kept in buckets down there, Not only are they being kept in a stagnant, dirty pond, but uh, they're also dying in there. What's amazing is that they describe this place as a turtle rescue centre. We spoke to the turtle farm owner. He said he had a permit to keep turtles for religious ceremonies and he denied that conditions were horrible. But Irma said under conflicting national law It was illegal to keep turtles, but it's not enforced. What do you think about this when you see turtles in these conditions, Irma?
0: It's very depressing. It's very sad to find the sea turtles kept in a pool like this because they're supposed to be in the wild and play their role in the environment.
1: Irma received a tip-off from an informer about another turtle farm. How many turtles are in this centre, estimated? Estimated, tomorrow, kita hitung 100. One hundred big ones. ones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The
1: informer showed me photos and samples of souvenirs that he said were being fashioned from turtle shell.
2: So every
0: location has their own souvenirs. Mm.
1: Yes. They have sea turtles and other animals. We decided to visit the turtle farm ourselves. We're posing as beach tourists and we're going to film this covertly. Although they are apparently conducting their business very openly, what they're doing is very illegal in Indonesia. Environmentalists have been trying to close down this centre for the past 10 years. You want us to pay a ticket uh, and also make a donation? Uh, just make a donation, not uh, make a ticket. Just right. What's consum- the donation for? Uh, for animals. I mean. for, for animals. Yeah. We were shown where the green sea turtles were kept. They breed in this pond. In <laughs> this pond. <laughs> the staff claimed the turtles were breeding here, which is not true. Turtles only mate in the ocean and lay their eggs on beaches. The babies hatched here are from eggs collected in the wild. Uh, What do they eat? eat? Uh, Then we were taken to the shop where we were offered souvenirs made from turtle shell. Is that turtle shell? Yeah. This this is turtle shells. How much is that? Two
2: hundred thousand. You don't kill them. No, okay. we are protect them. We not kill them.
1: You're, you're protecting them. Yeah. Okay. okay. okay.
2: Accessories.
1: You yeah. need accessories.
2: Yeah, because in another place cannot sell only in turtle farm. Special.
1: Why can't you sell it elsewhere?
2: Yeah, because to sell we need authorized from the government and only in turtle farm can sell like this. All
1: right. The National Police later confirmed to us the Kotsari farm had no such authorization because it was illegal to sell turtle parts. They told us farm staff were misrepresenting this place as a rescue centre in order to extract donations from tourists. We spoke to the farm owner, who wouldn't comment on whether this was a rescue centre, but he said all turtle products sold were made before 1980, which is legal under Indonesian law. Two days later, the police arrived, declaring they were about to raid the turtle farm where we had filmed covertly. We joined Irma's colleague, Wita, who had been assaulted the last time she tried to have this place investigated. This was supposed to be a surprise raid. But the police had asked a local politician, Madi Buana, to guide them. And he turned out to be one of the turtle farm owners. More than a dozen police and government officers were in the boat. The authorities said they wanted to release illegally kept turtles. But the raid never happened. Instead, the police officers spent their time taking photo snaps of each other with turtles. We returned to the shop where we had previously been offered turtle souvenirs. Hello. Hello. How are you? Where are all the turtle shell bracelets that you offered us for sale the other day?
2: Turtle shell bracelets.
1: Yes. Um, uh, out of stock. Out of stock. You sold an awful lot of bracelets in the last few days. Did you did you take the bracelets away because you were told the police were coming today?
2: No, no because out uh, of stock. Yeah, because um. Usually, they change skin in... Yeah, not often, yeah. Only everyone, yes. And only a few. Not a lot.
1: The woman had already told a local journalist working with us that the bracelets were still on sale, but behind the counter. I went to talk with the ministry official in charge of the investigation. Is it legal to sell bracelets or jewellery made out of turtle shell?
2: No. No,
1: we are always doing these operations. So if you found souvenirs made from sea turtle shells, they're actually made from fiberglass. I've given you a report, we've got it on film. They've removed uh, banned items from sale, but they're there, they're behind the counter. And you've got the police forces here, you've got the NGOs here, and you're from the relevant ministry. Why don't you go and take action? We can't act without
0: permission from our bosses. We will compromise the case if we do
2: not
1: act properly. There are laws against the trade or the killing of endangered species in Indonesia. Why don't you apply your country's laws and close this place down? We cannot do any direct law enforcement because this is a special group.
2: We can put poachers
1: in Gao, but to act on these groups, we need support from central government. I asked Wita what she felt about what had happened.
2: I'm not happy, of course because we cannot do nothing
1: here. Indonesia is losing its forest and wildlife fast. Do you feel that you're losing the battle?
2: My better is never loose, but I cannot work alone.
1: In Indonesia, we've met young environmentalists who are devoting their lives to rescuing the forest and the wildlife that lives in it. But unless there's a change of public opinion... And unless the government ends corruption and begins to enforce the laws, then there will be very little to stop species like these green turtles and orangutans from disappearing altogether. If you want to know more about the illegal animal trade or anything else on Unreported World... Please visit our website, www.channel4.com forward slash unreportedworld.
0: Thanks to Aidan Hartley in Indonesia with the activists trying to save endangered animals. That was the last in the current series of Unreported World, which returns in the autumn. If you want to find out more about this or any other program, go to our website at channel4.com forward slash unreportedworld.